0: My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Welcome to After Hours, FOMO Sapiens After Hours. It's another week, and this week, I'm gonna do something I've been wanting to do forever, and I'm excited to do it, and it's thanks to an email I got. I got an email a couple weeks ago from a gentleman whose name is Shane Doman from San Antonio, Texas, and he wrote me an email that I read, and I thought it was awesome, and so I wrote him back, and I said, Shane, why don't you do this? Record your question on your phone Send it to me as a sound file, and I will answer it on After Hours. And so I want to do more of that. So if you have a question, write me. Let's connect to PatrickMcGinnis.com. And guess what? I will be very happy, if it's a good question, which I'm sure it will be, to answer it on the show. This is a great space to do that. And so let me run Shane's question now.
1: Patrick, I'm currently reading your 10% Entrepreneur book, and I've loved your podcast, FOMO Sapiens. I've binged the first three seasons and now struggle to find enough new content to get me through to your weekly episodes. I share the podcast with anyone that I do have relevant conversations with, but that's just my dilemma. How does an aspiring 10% entrepreneur who's young into their career in a large corporation, living in a new city, and working from home create meaningful and relevant connections and conversations amidst a worldwide pandemic? There isn't co-ed softball, there aren't run clubs, and there aren't professional networking groups, etc., to get myself in front of other brilliant minds or is there what are you seeing for trends in this space and what are some of your resources telling you for those like me it seems that so much of being a successful angel or advisor rely on connections that i have and others don't but i lack more here than what i can offer in intellectual or even financial capital keep up the great work even though my wife thinks that you're just making the never-ending thoughts in my mind it's that much more
0: okay First first of all, Shane, the compliments are super appreciated. Thank you so much. I love the fact that you love the show. It means a lot to me and to Shane's wife. I'm sorry, but don't worry. I'm here to help. And it's such a good question. It's such a good question because for those of you who haven't, aren't familiar with 10% Entrepreneur have read it. The book is really about using your network a lot, especially to find opportunities and to make them more successful. I talk about that all the time because I believe that the the network is what makes your personal skills more valuable, right? If you're thinking about doing something on a part-time basis, you need to leverage the people around you to make your time count for more. So that is just baked into the way that I see the world. And I imagine many of you see the world as well. But what do we do now? You have somebody living in a new city. You got somebody who is stuck at home because of the pandemic. How do you build the contacts you need to be successful? And this isn't just for ten percent entrepreneurs, by the way. This is for anybody, anybody who wants to build a network, meet new people, just feel like they're alive right now in this crazy time. Because let me tell you something: being isolated at home, not good for us, right? It's bad for us. And so here's how I think about this. Let's get into it. First of all, before we even think about reaching out to people, I'm going to give you some advice about just getting your pitch right because. Pandemic or not, if you don't have your ducks in line, if you don't have your story straight, if you don't have it pithy, because people don't listen for very long these days, the old attention span is short. You want to get the pitch right. And this is something I talk about in 10% entrepreneurs. So I'm sure Shane knows this, but for the rest of us, you have to figure out what you are trying to achieve. So, for example, if you are looking to network with other aspiring entrepreneurs or investors or folks like that, or if you're trying to find people, let's say moms who you want to network with in your new community or dads or any other interest group like that, first of all, you have to be ready with the pitch because what's terrible is to waste those opportunities that you do have. You go to that party, you go to that Zoom meeting, you go to that playground and talk to a parent, whatever it is for you. And I see this in my own life. When I was starting out doing these types of networking things, I didn't have a tight, iffy pitch. I was all over the place and people's eyes started glazing over. So number one, you want to know, what are you trying to achieve? And I want you to write this down because writing things down makes them come to life. What are you trying to achieve? And then explain that to somebody in a a clear way that also connects to who you are. So let me give an example for Shane. Shane might say something like, hey, I'm Shane. I'm really interested in entrepreneurship. I'm looking to make investments or be an advisor or find business partners. And I'm new to this community. Who do you know in this community who might be interesting for me to meet? That's it. Nothing complicated there, but you have couple different things in there. Number one, you are telling the person who you are. Number two, you are giving them a little bit of a sense of your personal qualifications, that you actually have a reason that you're going to ask for the thing you're going to ask for. And number three, you are making a discreet and specific ask so that somebody can try to actually help you out. If you leave it open, if you leave it very, very loosey-goosey, how can people help you if they don't know what you need? So that is step number one, to think about those things. Number two, you're going to think about relevant groups in your community that you can tap into. So for Shane, for example, who wants to get involved with entrepreneurship, I would think about local universities. I would look for local tech groups, whether that's an angel investment group, whether that is an accelerator or an incubator, I would look for local thought leaders in the space, people who are experts that are regarded in the community as smart in this area. So it might be a successful entrepreneur or a successful investor or something like that. And then I would take my pitch to them and don't be afraid to cold call. People call call me all the time and if it's a nice person and they write me respectfully and if they follow up, because sometimes maybe I don't get to it the first time around, if they do those things, I respond, and most people do, and in fact, I call call people all the time, but I make sure that I approach them in a way that doesn't waste their time. That means sending an email that is well-written, that is right to the point where you explain to people who you are and what you're looking for, and asking them for help. Now, in terms of the ask, I would stay away from things, asking people for things that are hard to give you. So Rather than saying, I have a startup, can you give me $100,000? Which people do to me all the time over LinkedIn, and if if you've gotten one of those in your life, you know that you sort of like, really, you think this is gonna work? I don't think so. I've never met you. Uh, but, but when you ask people for something that isn't difficult for them to do, like, would you be willing to make an introduction to somebody who might have similar interests? Or would you be willing to do a 15 minute call or zoom with me just so I can introduce who I am and you give them the relevant information. And it's also helpful by the way to, in your email, send a link to your LinkedIn or to a website that you might have so that the person who reads your email can quickly and easily find out more about you, find out how wonderful you are and then they will want to meet you. So that is really a good way to get started in your local community. Of course, as I mentioned, cold calls. Don't be afraid to cold call. I used to be afraid of cold calling and then and all the things that I do now, I've had to learn to get over it. If you make a case, and what's great is you'll learn over time. So you can even ask people when they respond to you. Oh, I'm really glad you responded. You didn't actually know me. What was it about my email? That made you want to respond you can learn what works and what doesn't and refine your pitch as you go on and on and on quick math the less your business spends on operations on multiple systems or delivering your product or service the more margin you have and the more money you keep but with higher expenses on materials employees distribution and borrowing everything costs more so to reduce costs and headaches smart businesses are graduating to netsuite by oracle And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. If you've done all of that, and let's, let's assume you, you have some success because, Shane, I, I have a feeling if you reach out to me, you're going to reach out to lots of people. You're not going to be afraid. Now, let's assume you have a little success, but maybe you think, ah, you know, this isn't quite enough. This is where you're going to move on to the next thing, which is, okay, fine. You're trying to tap into local groups, but then you can also create your own local group. So convene people, and that may be inviting a couple of people that you've gotten connected to, but also think about people that you know in your life. Reach out to people and say, do you know people who'd be interested in getting involved in a group of people? I'm putting together a group of like-minded individuals who want to be entrepreneurs, and you convene it. You take the responsibility. You build it, because a lot of times, if something doesn't exist yet, It's your job as the entrepreneurial thinker to build it yourself. And that's the whole game of entrepreneurship. And I'll tell you something, I've seen this, how entrepreneurial ecosystems are built. If you were living in New York City, for example, it would be pretty easy for you to actually tap in. It may be that in your community, there are things, but it's not as big or bold or active as you might want. So maybe it's your role to build it. So think about doing that and think about the kind of people you want to get involved. Think about the pitch. What is this about? What is the purpose of this group of people? And then get them together and let it flow and and think about how you can structure that in a way that uses people's time effectively and efficiently. But there's a lot of different ways to do that. And so taking responsibility for yourself to build something you think will be valuable and then recruiting people and then giving them roles and empowering them, that is the way to do it. Now, the final point, and this is the big thing I learned in the pandemic is pivoting to digital. So I for example, did a lot of speaking last year and I would travel all over the world. I went to the Gambia. I went to Cote d'Ivoire. I went to all these places and it was fantastic. But then the pandemic came and guess what? No flights. And so all my speaking disappeared overnight. And then guess what happened? It all became virtual. One day, I remember I gave a talk in Jordan in the morning and then I gave another talk in Latin America in the evening. So you just, you can do that now. And I think that's a really beautiful thing about our new digital lives. There's a lot of not so great things, but that's a good one. And so the final piece of advice for you, Shane, for anybody listening is that nowadays we don't have to think locally anymore. We can think nationally. We can think internationally. Everybody's super used to doing everything online because of the last year. And so Shane, I understand your desire to build local networks, and that is going to be valuable, but maybe that you can actually build a national network or your national network will feed back into your local network. So do think globally or nationally or regionally and find people who are interested. And what's so cool is you may find that your city is very much like another city. So if you think about cities in the US, uh, there are communities in, in northern New York that look a lot like communities that are in other parts of the Midwest, and they have similar problems and opportunities and challenges. And the people there could actually talk to each other and share best practices. So think about that as you get building. Don't be afraid to pivot to digital and go outside of your region. So that's my advice to you, Shane. I'm sure some of you listening have other pieces of advice. You say, Patrick, you know what? I have an idea. You missed this huge idea that I have. Well, you know, I, I maybe I did and I'd love to hear about it. So drop me a line at let's connect at let'sconnectatpatrickmcginnis.com or on social media. Twitter is at PJ Instagram is at Patrick J. mcguinness. And feel free to ask me your own question. I love Shane's question. We can do the same thing with you. You can record it, send it to me and we will answer on the show. I love these questions, keep them coming, and have a great week. FOMO Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.